0: It's the American dream. What a beautiful family. That's Kooten Gaima with his wife, Abigail, and two of their four children, ages three, five, seven, and eight. Uh, Mr. Gaima came here from Ghana 20 years ago, hardworking cab driver, this amazing family overtaken by the American nightmare. He was ensnared in a violent wolf pack. There he is in a red T-shirt. He's about to lose his life as he's mobbed by five young people who didn't bother to pay their cab fare. Yeah, they took him all the way from the other side of town to the edge of New York City. This is, this is a long way to go in a cab. They got out five kids without paying. He wanted his money, and he got out of the cab, and he ran them down, and this is what happened. That last punch there. He cracked his skull on the pavement and died sometime later at St. John's Hospital nearby. Uh, He's gone now. And there are a couple of things in this video that's obvious, but I think a woman actually kicked him in the head at one point. One of these young people, you'll see, kicks him right in the head, and that's a woman. Isn't that kind of crazy? All over a cab fare. Next, I do see one of the individuals, just for a moment, look back like, hey, is that guy I punched, is he okay? I don't know. Why isn't he moving? Well, you killed him, pal. You killed him. Although the group really wasn't that somber about it, they went into their building and they're going up the stairs and you can tell they're kind of they're laughing and joking and giggling about what just uh, transpired. Yeah, just uh, another fun summer day. Did you see what we did to that guy? Well, again, this man, Kuten Gaima, uh, it's heartbreaking. And we're seeing this all the time. 52 years old, cab driver, husband, four children, 20 years ago in this country, working, working, working. His wife said the following about him. He's an all-around amazing guy. He didn't rest throughout the pandemic. He was working. Next, that he was a a good, good man. And he was her backbone, her backbone. As to who did it, they have two suspects in custody, including this individual. Austin Amos is his name. They think he's the one who threw the punch, 20 years old, six prior arrests, robbery, criminal mischief, criminal contempt, sexual misconduct. I say all of this stuff that we just saw is the American nightmare that really has kind of gone into overdrive over the past two years. This country is all about working hard and everybody can make it. Now, what propaganda have they told us? It's all racially biased, and what is it? What do we think? What is out there? People feel entitled. There is zero respect. There is ethnic tension, and there is violence. And yes, ethnic tension. We believe that the suspects were born in America. Um, Mr. Gaima came from Ghana. Did you know that they face a lot of hostility? Folks who were born in Africa from some people who were born in this country— even people of color it happens it happens a lot our country seems to be falling apart no respect for law and order and other people's property and their goods and their services take a look at this what happened in a 7-eleven please in los angeles watch (laughs) Uh, First, they want to go shopping, and then somebody decides, let's just steal everything. This is a flash mob. And watch it. Watch them destroy this place. Destroy it and take everything in sight. (laughs) Now, where could they have gotten this idea? Have they been watching TV for the past eight years? Listening perhaps to Barack Obama talk about what a systemically racist country we have. Yeah, wasn't he supposed to change so much of uh, what we're seeing right now? Where is he, by the way? He's out there just being fabulous.
1: I wanna make sure that the world's wild spaces are there for my kids and my grandkids. Join me in this celebration of our planet's greatest national parks and wilderness. A journey through the natural wonders of our shared birthright.
0: Be another $60 million, please, for Barack Obama, living his best life and blowing off everybody else. Look, I remember when he was campaigning back in 2007, 2008, he was going to move the needle on race relations and young men of color and responsibility, right? Nothing happened, (laughs) nothing at all. And he even blew off his own rhetoric, just went with the victim routine. Uh, Occasionally, occasionally he tries to help out in the community. Have you ever seen him do that?
1: Hey, guys.
0: So how y'all doing today?
1: A couple weeks ago, I called up Coach. Because I was hearing about all the great stuff that you guys were doing in the program. So he said, sometime you need to come by and say hi.
0: So... I like to keep my promise. Okay, and I'm gonna say that I notice that Barack Obama, he talks a certain way to certain people and a different way to other people. ever notice that? I think this is pandering. <laughs> yeah, it's pandering, right? What does he like to do? He shows up, takes a few pictures, shoots some hoops. Look at me, make the basket, right? I'm fabulous. That's always the message. This guy, we gave you the presidency, even though you didn't deserve it, you didn't have the resume, you didn't have the background, you didn't have two years in the Senate, but you were special, right? You were, kind of. At least we bought the hype, and you didn't do anything with it. Now, every now and then, again, (laughs) when he tries maybe he shouldn't even try sits down with a youth group right wants to get down and and talk about things he always just talks about himself
1: sort of for me my personal journey intersected with i think this broader question of uh how are we setting up a society so that young men like that can succeed or not succeed And that's what led me to the south side of Chicago. That's what led me to be a community organizer was that sense that, look, when I walk down the street of the south side of Chicago, I see young people and they look and remind me of me or Michelle. And a a combination of uh, circumstance allowed us to succeed.
0: Well, good for you. As for everybody else, again, it's all about him, right? Uh, He's going to somehow inspire, tell his story. So now he sits down with the youth group, all right? Now, watch how these folks can sniff out a phony. It's all about him. They're bored. They're checked out. I don't think they even recognize this guy. It's now a long time ago since he was really a big deal. Check it out.
1: When we came here, uh, three of the guys here I shared with them was... And I think this surprised some of the, the guys. violence and drugs and, and some of the issues that like I was going through were similar. And I think that oh. uh, um, and, and I think that, uh, you know, one of the things we all boys. Oh, and young man, young people, he's losing the audience. Many of whom grow up without fathers Folks don't right. have as many resources <laughs> around them. It becomes that much more critical. You what know? happened to him being These a good speaker? Of pressures I'm dealing with. That's something and, that I went through also. You know, I, I'm Give it struggling up. with this, too. I, you know, this is something I'm confused about.
0: Yeah, you're confused. Uh, about. I, look, he doesn't mean it. <laughs> There's nothing there inside. They know he's got a private jet waiting. They know he doesn't really care. If this man came to New York City and set up the Barack Obama Conflict Resolution Center and rolled up his sleeves and worked full-time to broker peace or go to his hometown that gave him his start, Chicago... You could broker peace between these gangs. They're killing themselves every day. You don't care. Why am I frustrated? He's old news, but he promised, he promised actually that his presence, just taking that oath, and now we're having a stupid conversation about race to avoid having an important, probably uncomfortable one and it is a stupid conversation about race. Take a look at this. Today the New York Times they endorsed three people for Congress, okay? They're a bunch of crazy lefty liberals. I didn't really care. Uh I don't want any of them to win. But here's why the left is going crazy. They say all of these endorsements they're they're wrong. Why? Because you notice anything? They are three white males, okay? Three You know the term now, white guys. Being a white guy is a bad thing. It's a pejorative. And you know who I hear that from a lot? White guys. Oh, I'm just a white guy. What do I know? Well, speak for yourself. The reaction on Twitter uh, and elsewhere, let's see, some of the fake news press weighing in. Uh, The Times sticks it to progressives. In choosing three white men for Congress, the newspaper's editorial board seems to be implicitly, at least, pivoting in a different direction. Hmm, and troubling. What else? Uh, Three white guys walk into the New York Times. Ha, ha, ha. The Times has ditched progress when their endorsement could be a make-it-or-break moment. Blah, 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 blah. Error in judgment. And again on Twitter. Uh nobody seems to like it on Twitter. Uh they're saying this that and the other thing, uh ooh, no good, no good, no good. White men. That is their that is their big problem. White men, too many white men in politics and too many white men in the cockpit. This is really happening as well overseas and in America. Uh look at these guys. Uh they're just coming I think that's a tornado. Very cool airplane. The Royal Air Force has it. All right. That's great. These guys just got out of a Harrier jet. That's uh, that's also great. I see cool planes and cool pilots. What does the woke left see? White guys flying planes, and that should not be happening. The Royal Air Force is doing it, and so are we. RAF pauses job offers to white men to meet diversity targets, and they're not the only ones. Right here in the USA, the U.S. Air Force is playing this same woke game. One of their top generals wrote this. 86% of Air Force pilots are white men. Here's why this is a problem by Major General Ed Thomas. And in this article, you know what his first line is? This guy should be worried about planes. The tragic death of George Floyd and recent events have fueled widespread protests and a renewed call for racial equity nationwide. This guy's business is planes and he's talking about George Floyd and too many white pilots. This is insanity. Next, inside that story, our goal is to get in front of every demographic group in America and show them someone who wears a flight suit every day they can look up to and say, that could be me. Isn't that depressing, you know? I thought being American, that's kind of what we all got going for each other, right? You know, that's what brings us together. To the general, to the New York Times, to the Barack Obama, we've got other things to worry about. This is happening right now. OK, everybody, <laughs> we don't have time to play these silly games and it's too easy to count faces and what everybody looks like. The problems that lead to moments like this, they're real. They're uncomfortable. And we better do something about it. Be right back. So, you have some concerns about the 2020 election? I do. I most certainly do. And it's okay. This is America. There's a lot of stuff out there that, yeah, Joe Biden's president. No, we're not disputing that, okay? But uh, they're admitting it. Some of them are admitting it on the left that they played games with this election. Have you ever heard of a guy named Sam Harris? He is uh, a philosopher, he's very big with the left a technologist. He does a lot of those TED talks and uh, he sat down in some forum and said some pretty interesting things. Um, Number one, just to start off,
2: he's totally biased. Here's a sense of just how biased he is. I would not have cared. Right. It's like there's nothing. First of all, it's Hunter Biden. Right. It's not it's like it's not Joe Biden. But even if Joe like even whatever scope of Joe Biden's corruption is like if you if we could just go down that rabbit hole endlessly and and understand that he's getting kickbacks from Hunter Biden's deals in Ukraine or wherever else right or China, it is infinitesimal compared to the corruption we know Trump is involved in.
0: <laughs> right, sure, sure, sure. Uh, so there there you go. All right, but but again, he's plugged in with the left. Uh, this is how they think he knows what they're up to and listen to what he said about the 2020 election
2: that doesn't answer the people who say it's still completely unfair to not have looked at the laptop in a timely way and to have shut down the you know the New York Post's Twitter account like that that's a, just a conspiracy that's a left wing conspiracy to deny the presidency to Donald Trump absolutely it was absolutely right but i think it was warranted It was warranted. The left-wing conspiracy to steal the
0: election was warranted. That's... This says a lot. Again, they think they demonized Donald Trump so much that they had the moral authority to do whatever it took, including maybe break the law, steal a few votes. Who knows? A conspiracy is bad, right? Although he, he shapes it with some gobbledygook. Take a look.
1: I'm interested in democracy you're saying you are content with a left-wing conspiracy to prevent somebody being democratically re-elected as president
2: well no I'm, I'm content well so it's but the thing is it's just not left-wing right so liz cheney is not left-wing right liz cheney is doing everything conspiracy in her power to prevent somebody no being democratically it's not a, no but there's nothing conspiracy it's not it, it was a conspiracy out in the open it does but it doesn't matter if it was it doesn't matter what part's conspiracy what part's out in the open i mean i think it's like If people get together and talk and talk about what should we do about this phenomenon? You know, if if, it's like if there there was an asteroid hurtling toward Earth and and we got in a room together with all of our friends and had a conversation about what we could do to deflect its course. Right. Is that a conspiracy? Okay, so Donald Trump was that big asteroid coming
0: to Earth and they could do whatever they had to do to deflect it, to defeat it. Um, I'd like to know a little bit more about what Sam Harris knows He's getting pummeled for saying the quiet part out loud, but he's not the first one. Time Magazine, uh, about a year and a half ago or so, the secret history of the shadow campaign that saved the 2020 election. A lot of folks read this and they saw portions in here where they seem to be bragging. The summer uprising, Black Lives Matter summer, had shown that people power could have a massive impact. Activists began preparing to reprise the demonstrations. If they did not get their way on the election, they were prepared to rise up. This is what the story says. Next, please. A map listing 400 planned post-election demonstrations to be activated via text message as soon as November 4th. Do you remember all the shops around that put up um, boards to protect their businesses prior to Election Day? That was in the event... Not of their candidate losing, but of their candidate winning. All right. And that's what they're talking about here. If Trump won, all hell would have broken loose. Some people think he did win. All right. We'll get back to that some other time. All right. One more here. Uh, To stop the coup they feared, the left was ready to flood the streets. They're playing a game with this story. Very interesting. Between the lines, they seem to be bragging about what they did. Uh, by the way, Wisconsin. If you want to know more about what they did, take a look at Wisconsin. These official ballot drop boxes the Wisconsin Supreme Court ruled recently were illegal. All right. It's not a big lie to raise these questions and to point this out. That essentially would invalidate, I think, the votes from Wisconsin. How many were in those ballot boxes? Okay, next. Children separated at the border. Remember those horrific images? They really weren't that horrific, all right? I've seen a million kids crying. I see my daughter cry every single day. I've got a two-year-old and a one-year-old. It's no big deal. They acted like it was the ultimate crisis. Hey, when somebody breaks the law, if they get arrested for a felony, they go to jail, they do get separated from their children. Happens here in New York, in your town, every single day. AOC ran to the border crying, wailing. That brings me to... um, Her and other globalists, these globalists don't seem to care very much about the globe. (laughs) All of these folks, they are totally mute about what's happening in Afghanistan right now. One year ago, we lost. We left. And it was Joe Biden's fault. What's happening there? We talked about this last night. The torture of women, forced marriages. They're having their hands cut off for going to school. Horrible stuff. The world should be (laughs) in an uproar, right? Right. Are they? Of course not. The New York Times, their beloved New York Times, today's paper, no mention about Afghanistan today. None. Zero. This is when they should be doing all those retrospectives one year later. No, it's not there. And one year ago, yeah, this was happening. And so many Americans were left behind. Joe Biden was caught in so many lies. And remember, remember how they said when they first came in, how transparent they would be, how full and open and not hold anything back.
3: When the president asked me to serve in this role, we talked about the importance of bringing truth and transparency back to the briefing room. And he asked me to ensure we are communicating about the policies across the Biden-Harris administration and the work his team is doing every single day on behalf of all American people.
0: Can't believe it. I don't even remember her name. Jen something? I. I, Saki. Saki with a P. Anyway, she was terrible. But even worse is her successor, uh, Karine Jean-Pierre.
1: So I'll say this: the president has been very clear. You know, as you know, the president has been very clear, very clear, very, very clear.
3: We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. He's been very clear. There's going to be another pandemic. The president is doing
1: what? The president is your? The president
3: is? That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up
1: have cancer. These are items that the president has been very clear on. End of quote.
3: Repeat the line.
1: And so the president has been very clear. The president has been very clear.
3: I was going to foot him in, uh, foot, 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 excuse me. The
1: president has been very clear. Why? Like a billion, 200 million. seven thirty. Seven hundred and
3: thirty. Very, very clear. All you got to do is look what that is being played on, played the, 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 this morning. Look, the, the
4: president, president has been, been very clear. clear. But is he going to specify exactly? No, 20. but he has.
3: So the best way to get something done. If you if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to
0: anyway, hey, yeah, just give up, huh? All right, so <laughs> Joe's on vacation, and I guess so as a press secretary, she has not done a briefing since August 9th. August 9th. Wow. Um, hey, excuse me, but who gave Joe Biden this talking point, huh? That America. What do people think about when they hear America? The word possibilities the united states of america can be defined by one word possibilities he loves talking about this i uh well take a look
3: we are the united states of america a singular place of possibilities that's who we are that's who we are as a nation a nation of possibilities that's what america is all about possibilities endless possibilities you know you you, you, you've heard me say over and over again America is defined by one single word. Possibilities. What? What does
0: possibilities mean? uh, Anything's possible. Good things, bad things, possible. He thinks he's being deep. And he's embarrassing us with that story. President Xi Jinping, he's told him that on those uh, 70,000 miles they flew around the world together. Here's a word that I prefer, huh? Freedom.
3: Freedom is important to all of us. As someone who spent many years making speeches, I've quoted many definitions of freedom, some very moving and eloquent. We must stand for democracy and freedom. I see a day when we will again have freedom from fear in America and freedom from fear in the world. America is the greatest fighting force for peace, justice and freedom in the history of the world.
0: Got that, Joe? Freedom. Have them write it in your teleprompter. Freedom. Be right back.
2: It is so if you've had it with the old news and the same spent. well, then Spicer and Company is your place for the inside story and for the facts that you need to know.
3: All I can, I can say. Is Is that that the the fake fake news? news? Just Just doesn't doesn't get get it, it, do do they?
0: they? They All right. How do we feel about Facebook? Uh, I'm not on it anymore. Haven't been on it in a long time. A couple of things about it. Uh, Oh, in 2016, the Trump team, they mastered Facebook. And that infuriated Facebook. (laughs) It infuriated Democrats. It infuriated Hillary Clinton. And ever since Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg, they've been doing everything they can to minimize Republicans, conservatives, uh, really to atone for what they did back in 2016, which is, guys, be fair to Trump. So look at these new policies. They'll sound benign, but they're not. Meta, the umbrella company now, was built to give people a voice. But this doesn't mean that people can say whatever they want. I don't like that. I don't like Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg, that dweeb telling us what we can say or not. This is too big to be entrusted to a guy like that. Also this, it'll sound nice, but it's not. We constantly reassess policies to draw the right lines and we have rules against certain speech that, for instance, will incite violence or suppress voting. This is a slippery slope, folks. All right. Suppress voting. A certain story that says your candidate is up or behind. Will that accelerate or suppress voting? I can see it. This is dangerous coded language. uh, And they'll use anything as an excuse. Oh, that could incite. If you talk about January 6th in the wrong way, is that inciting violence? No, it's not. But this is a game they're playing. Again, it's all to punish uh, Trump. People like Brad Parscale. He was the digital manager back in 2016, and he was a genius at it, better than any of the Hillary people. And they still can't stand it. Listen to this guy about Facebook.
2: Brilliant. In the primary season, what was the strategy on Facebook, and how did it kind of shift going into 2016? Shock and awe. Shock and awe. How so? What's that mean?
0: Which means those put Mr. Trump's message, let him speak directly to camera, and get it to as many people as possible.
2: And why was Facebook the ideal medium for that? Low-cost CPM, large numbers of conservative voters, ability to
0: broadcast all day multiple times to the same audience, and the numbers were showing in the consumer side that people were spending more and more hours of their day consuming Facebook content and, and
2: aggregated uh, newsfeed.
0: All right. Smart guy. They figured out Facebook and how to use it. And it wasn't about Russia stuff. It was about good old getting the message out. And they did it through Facebook and they did it effectively. They don't want that to happen ever again for Trump or people who agree with him. All right. Also this. The fake news was intimidated by Eric Adams, a black mayor. Why do I say black mayor? Because he won't shut up about his skin color.
1: I'm a black man. That's the mayor. But my story has been interpreted by people that don't look like me.
0: All right. So six months ago, he called out all the white reporters for all the what he thought was hostile press that he was getting. It's a tough job. okay? you're supposed to get bad press from time to time. But it worked. He shamed them. They're mostly liberals, these reporters. And today, every day, even though his city is falling apart, it's a walk in the park. It's an absolute picnic for Eric Adams because he used race against white reporters. Take a look at this. It's all in the hips. Everybody laughing? Those are the reporters. No tough questions. A phony baloney um, uh, takedown project. (sighs) He uses it as a tool. So many people do. Of all colors. All right, Brian Stelter. Do you know this guy? He uh, he's on CNN. Brian Stelter to leave CNN after cancellation of Reliable Sources show. Um, this guy is pretty prominent in media circles. Look, he's a lefty. Whatever. He understands media, but at times he was dishonest. For instance, he came after me after January 6 for merely using the word "fight."
3: Take a look. Let's talk about pro-Trump media's responsibility, TV networks' responsibilities. Here are uh, just a few examples of the rhetoric on Fox News and Newsmax and OAN in the run-up to Wednesday. Listen to the word that keeps getting repeated here.
0: He's still fighting for us. He is fighting for us. Now, we have to fight for him.
3: You hear him saying we have to fight for him. We have to fight for Trump. How much responsibility should we be assigning to pro-Trump media?
0: Give me a break. Are you serious? I didn't mean physically fight. I mean, get out there. Get the word out there. Sound off. Write letters. Literally, I said people should write letters to Congress. That's not fighting. That's being an American. He played games like this, but he's not a stupid guy. He's just wrong most of the time. We'll see what happens next. He's got a lot of connections. All right, what else? Uh, Ooh, somebody else is leaving Twitter, and these guys are pretty good. They're leaving Twitter involuntarily. They got kicked off. Now, they're called gays against groomers. Give me a moment on this. These are gay people uh, who do not like the trans agenda that seems to be taking over our culture. Take a look at this tweet. Uh, There needs to be a federal law banning all trans medicalization and surgical mutilation of minors. All of these doctors and surgeons should not only be stripped of their medical licenses, but never be allowed within 500 yards of a child ever again. I totally agree. Gays against groomers. Next, please. Um, Telling children and planting the idea in their head that they are anything less than perfect exactly as they are and as God made them is pure evil. Childhood is already rife with self-doubt and insecurities, excuse me, without them being told they might have been born in the wrong body. Gays against groomers. Right again. Next, Uh, a four year old can't even choose their own bedtime, but apparently they can choose their own gender. Gays against groomers. I like these guys, but we can't find them on Twitter anymore. They have been banned, (laughs) account suspended, we believe, forever because they're trying to say that stuff that you just read. Perfectly reasonable. Part of the conversation is hate speech. Remember, uh. Uh, Meta and Facebook saying that could incite violence. They say that stuff like that incites violence or is transphobic. No, it's not. And we have a right to say it. These social media platforms, I think the government should take them over. I mean, legally, there are ways to do this. Antitrust, break them up. I don't know. All right. So if they're going against gays against groomers, what are they going to say about the Bible? I knew this was going to happen. The Bible, the greatest book in the history of history. The Bible. Perfect. Perfect. The Bible. It's being canceled. (laughs) I knew this would happen because if you read the Bible, there's all kinds of stuff in there. And that's fine. There's all kinds of stuff in life. And the Bible addresses it. Some people are rising up at school board meetings and the like, and they're making progress here. Uh, Read this, if you would, with me. Uh, A parent got up and said it contains sexual content. Violence, including rape, murder, human sacrifice, misogyny, homophobia, discrimination, and other inappropriate content. Look, it does have a lot of things in it. It also has uh, The Key to Salvation, okay? Uh, I just knew this would happen. It's sad. Watch out for it, okay? They're going to try to take that book out of circulation. It didn't work this time. I think they put it back on the shelf in the library at that public school. But they're going to try again. All right. Also, that man, Merrick Garland, don't ever believe him.
1: Faithful adherence to the rule of law is the bedrock principle of the Justice Department and of our democracy. Upholding the rule of law means applying the law evenly, without fear or favor.
0: Oh, boy, this guy is terrified of the far left. He's terrified. Of tr- he's terrified. And he's playing favorites big time and leaking all over the place. This is dirty. This is dirty. Uh, when we come back, Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch, a prime mover in uncovering that affidavit that a lot of people want to see. We'll be right back. Still incredible to me that uh, just a little over a week ago they raided President Trump's house, huh? Totally crazy. Uh, the judge who uh, approved it, Judge Bruce Reinhart, uh, there he is. Uh, he's also contemplating releasing the affidavit. Uh, Judicial Watch, our friends at Judicial Watch, filed a Freedom of Information Act FOIA request prompting the effort to get the affidavit unsealed. Tom Fitton, president of Judicial Watch, joins us once again. Tom, how are you? Great to see you. I'm doing well. Good to be with you again. Tom, do me a favor. Forgive me. We throw around these terms. I kind of know. But what is an affidavit? Can you define it for us, please? And why is it so important that people see it?
3: So, you know, the judge is being asked to, to stamp a warrant or approve on a warrant, and the government comes in, the FBI agents or the prosecutors come in with an explanatory affidavit justifying uh, the assertion of probable cause that a, that a crime has been committed. So there are details about what the investigations uncovered thus far, uh, what, they, what crimes they think may have occurred and why they need uh, to engage in this case— In an unprecedented raid on the home of a former president and putative challenger to the the current president, Biden. So
0: I know President Trump has uh, called for, I think we have it right here, in the interest of transparency, I call for the immediate release of the completely unredacted affidavit pertaining to this horrible and shocking break-in. Full screen, a couple of full screens down. is it in his best interest? I mean, couldn't this thing, it's going to have their version of events, so they probably made it sound as bad as possible. How is this in his interest to, for this thing to
3: be out there? Yeah, well, they make it sound as bad as possible, but if if, if prior um, experience is any, any uh, prediction of what's in it, uh, it's going to be full of lies. And, and, you know, the argument we're already hearing out of the Justice Department is completely at odds with their prior legal position. In a big Judicial Watch case that sought similar type of records, Bill Clinton had 70-plus tapes he was keeping in his sock drawer. And the archives told us, you can't have any of it. We're not required to go after it. And the president has ultimate authority, the court ruled, to decide what's personal and what's presidential. And so they've completely gone 180-degree different uh, direction here and said, oh well, it doesn't matter anymore what he said or what he thought. It's all presidential and or classified. And that's just bunk. And that's what we're going to see in the affidavit. A lot of misleading information about what the law is and about the nature of the records. So it's in his interest to get the truth out about
0: their lies. And and bottom line, what uh, today the judge, uh, it looks like we're going to get it redacted version in about a week.
3: Um, In the, you know. At most, uh, you know, maybe as soon as a week. Uh, but uh, if the government still wants to uh, rely on the arrogant position that nothing should come out, and or, or just only minor issues or minor um, materials should be released, and the court disagrees, it could extend the fight further. Please, everybody, go to
0: JudicialWatch.org. So worthy of our support, such important work. Tom Fitton,
3: thank you, sir. You're welcome. Thank you, Greg. Good to be with you. You bet. Be right back.
0: Right there, his very first day on the job, graduating from the police academy. On the right, that's Ray Kelly getting a special gun from the police commissioner. Uh, He graduated top of his class. I guess it's not a huge surprise that he went on to become the police commissioner himself and was the longest-serving police commissioner of New York City ever, 12 years leading the largest police department in the United States. Ray Kelly, my father, joins us once again. Welcome back. How are you, sir? I'm fine, great. Good to be with you. Thank you for those kind words. Uh, You bet, you bet, of course. Now, listen, though. You saw this footage. I saw this footage. A guy in the Bronx punched somebody out, and he's already out, on bail i want to show you the footage number one every this guy's minding his own boom and he goes down now that to me looks like attempted murder fortunately the guy lived i'm sorry i thought a guy like this would be in jail indefinitely you know what i mean he's out i think 36 hours after the offense can you do us a favor explain what this bail reform explain bail reform for us why and how can a guy like this get out so soon
4: yeah, in this case, it's absolutely egregious, incredible. But bail reform essentially says that all misdemeanors, lower-level crimes, are not eligible for bail. In other words, people can just walk out the door if they're accused of committing a misdemeanor. Now, felonies, the more serious crime, there are there are certain felonies that are eligible for bail, but generally speaking. Most felonies are are not. Most violent felonies are not. Now, this, in my mind, is a total misreading of the law. Now, they they say that this is a misdemeanor, even though the victim, what the law says is, you know, if you attack somebody with an intent to uh, commit serious bodily harm and you do that, then that, that's a felony. But what they're saying, this is a misdemeanor, even though this individual was knocked unconscious, had bleeding on the brain, was operated on for that, has a fractured skull and a fractured cheekbone. Somehow, somebody in the DA's office in the Bronx has interpreted those injuries to be minor in, in nature. And it's I just incredible. But it's in keeping with what we've seen with the district attorney's offices in New York City now for quite a while.
0: You know, if I I look at that one more time, it looks like he's trying to kill him. And he almost did. And the word misdemeanor. Now, one's demeanor. We understand one has a demeanor, a presence, the way they conduct themselves. Miss would mean you're not conducting yourself well. A misdemeanor. It's like misspeaking, uh, a misstep, misdemeanor. It's so un it's not it's. Not worthy. It's not good enough. It's not the misdemeanor. I, I I just realized that right now. Isn't that where misdemeanor comes from?
4: Yeah, it's a it's a minor offense. What you saw, according to the law or according to the Bronx District Attorney's office, is a minor offense. Even though it, it, he has the injuries that I that I mentioned, uh, you know, bleeding on the brain. He was operated for.
0: I want to show so you
4: it's absolutely. Uh, Incredible. And it's another reason why we need judges in New York State to have the ability to determine dangerousness. It doesn't, you, you, you don't have that in New York, but every other state in the union has it. This individual, of course, having been in jail 24 years, having been a, a category three sex offender, he definitely would have been held if, in fact, dangerousness was allowed to be determined by, by the judge. Take but a look at this. Here in
0: New York. This happened in May of last year. A woman happens to be Asian, and it was at a time where there was, uh, they said, an uptick in anti-Asian hate. She's walking down the street. Watch this. Boom. No reason whatsoever. The guy in the orange hoodie did it. Now, we've determined that his name is um, Alexander Wright, and he was arrested, but then nothing was mentioned about this case. Nobody can find out how it was adjudicated. There's nothing about it. Turns up that he got out of jail a short time later and just beat up another guy, allegedly, in the Bronx. Very similar. This is the guy he beat up. (laughs) okay? allegedly. This is the victim. And it was allegedly Alexander Wright, the same guy from the earlier footage. Uh, When we see things like this, you just assume that, all right, that guy's not getting out of jail for a long, long time. Uh, Did the judges see this stuff? But he was charged
4: with a felony because he broke his, uh, the victim's collarbone and uh, also dislocated his nose. So it, it goes to show you the inconsistency of these decisions. I think both of them happened in the, in, in the Bronx. But, uh, you know, the system is a hodgepodge. The public doesn't understand it. They see this revolving door. Everybody gets out in, you know, in an hour and they're uh, concerned. People are frightened on the streets of New York City. Crime is up forty percent this year over the De Blasio year of, of 2021, which was no no day at the beach. <laughs> so we have uh, robberies up about forty percent in the city. Yeah. We have grand larceny from the person, grand larceny auto, all up significantly. And uh, you know, there's no indication that they're going to go down anytime soon.
0: All right. Well, we need a new mayor. Hint, hint some people talk to me as well. We'll see. Um, I hope you think about it. All right. People come up to you all the time. Run for mayor. And uh, all right. You're not going to say anything about it. I understand. Say hi to mom. Thank you. Ray Kelly. All the best. And we'll be right back.
3: No crooked crooked establishment. establishment. None of that. Talking Talking down to
0: me.
2: Don't tell me how to think.
3: Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think.
2: I trust Newsmax. Newsmax. Newsmax.
3: They don't tell tell me me how how to think. think. They let me decide.
2: Newsmax. Real news. For real people.
0: Okay, I'm off tomorrow, but Sebastian Gorka will be here. I'll be watching, so should you, and I'll see you next week. Many thanks.